fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Oh, boy. That was exhausting. These NFL Sundays are crazy. Welcome to the recap show on Sunday night, September 30th. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Heath Cummings. Are you enjoying this, or does it feel like almost not so special, all these points being scored? Like a like a home run in baseball, like, ah, big deal, who cares anymore? I love it. I spend the majority of my day on our set on CBS Sports HQ, and it used to be I hated it because we didn't have the, the TVs around our set to watch the games. But now we have all the TVs there, and I never want to leave that spot. Heath, are you enjoying 2018 football? I'm enjoying the m- most of it. Yeah. Um, there are a few things that are a little frustrating about it, but for the most part, it's been pretty awesome. It's really just a huge adjustment right now. Like, okay. For, first of all, please, no more emails on Friday after the Thursday night game that say, I need upside. I'm losing by a lot of points. It just doesn't matter anymore. There are too many points being scored. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, you, know, you know what's you know what's frustrating? Uh huh. When you write a start sit column, uh-huh. finding who to sit. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, how can I? Last week I got the bonanza wrong. Like, how do I get a bonanza wrong at this point? They're all bonanzas. It's not a bad thing. It's fun. It's fun. It's, it's uh, awesome. It's exhausting and it's really um, interesting. But I didn't know what to leave the show with, so let me leave with this. Let's say something about Mitchell Trubisky because he threw six touchdown passes and scored fifty-five fantasy points. In six point per, punch, uh, per passing touchdown leagues. Heath, let's say something about Mitchell Trubisky. It's one of two things. One, he's getting more comfortable in this offense because what we'd seen the first three weeks was he was really great on the first drive when everything was scripted and then kind of just went downhill. And so maybe he's growing more comfortable. He certainly looked a little better, but he had a lot of wide open targets as well. This Tampa Bay defense is just awful. Oh yeah. They are super bad, and they were st- what, starting three rookies in their secondary, and uh, both teams will be on a bye next week. But, yeah, that was a great matchup, and Trubisky took advantage of it. He's 31% owned. He's, Jamie, 8% started, but really the ownership is more interesting. At 31% heading into a bye, are you going to recommend people add Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, he's he's on the list of the waiver wire guys, but the problem is that they have a bye in week five. So. I don't think a lot of people are picking him up with the idea that you can use him because you can't. So if you're inclined to stash Mitch Trubisky, I don't know if that's necessarily the right move to make. And I wonder how many people would rather stash Trubisky or stash Jameis. Both guys on a buy, and is it just more along the line? I, I, I when you when you no, said uh, one thing for about sure. huh? Jameis for sure. Uh, you're right, but uh, when you said one thing about Trubisky, it's just the Bucks defense is terrible. Yeah, uh, and Jameis and Trubisky are both owned in like. Right around 30% of leagues, so widely yep. available. And there may not be a lot of demand for Jameis because of the bye week. Uh, 30 fantasy points for a quarterback used to be something special. It happened. I mean, it happened multiple times a week for the most part, but it's happening all the time now. Going into the Sunday night game, nine quarterbacks have scored 30 or more fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. In week two, there were eight. In week three, there were eight. In week one, there were only five. But... You know, we just have to raise our standards, and um, I don't know anybody. Heath, you want to react to that? Just I don't want to talk about quarterbacks the whole show, but it's just offense is crazy right now. You need a lot more from your starters. 
Well, you certainly need a lot more from your starters. Like, I think it was funny. I, I was down on Tom Brady all week. Tom Brady was awesome, and he's probably going to end up outside the top 12 quarterbacks. Oh, I, yeah, he, I, he might already. Uh, no, probably not. It's about halftime of the Steelers game, so I think he's 12th right now. And, yeah, probably will be. Could be down to 16th by the end of uh, the week. Car- know. Carson Wentz had a great game, and he's not going to sniff the top 12. Right. He had one fewer point than Tom Brady. And he threw for 348 yards. He did throw 50 passes. By the way, Adam, great, great job in the league that we share. Um, I'll first pat myself on the back because if I hadn't dropped Carson Wentz, this would, this move wouldn't have been possible. <laughs> but then after the radio show last night, you texted me and said, I'm dropping Quincy Anunwa, who we picked up when we dropped Carson Wentz, so that we can pick up Andrew Luck. And that, that was phenomenal. So we basically dropped Carson Wentz for Andrew Luck. Uh, great move. And we're going to win a week because of it, too, which is great. So, which brought us, brings us to a question that Heath asked before the show started. What was the dumbest thing said on the Fantasy Football Today podcast in week four? What are our nominees, Heath? Uh, number one, I got a lot of tweets about this, and I may defend myself later in the show over this, but I did suggest on Friday's podcast during the DFS segment the a mailbag. contrarian the play right? of stacking Ken, Kenyon Drake with the Dolphins' defense. That worked out really well. <laughs> that is nominee number one. Nominee number two is Adam saying, this is the stupidest ranking I've ever seen. No. Ranking Andrew Luck over Big Ben. I don't know if it was, I think it was like the worst ranking of the year. I, it was, it, you know what, fine. Stupidest ranking I've ever seen. That's basically what I was trying to say without saying it. Um, and then after that, Dave and Jamie moved Ben up to number one, right? It was after the, the stats you pointed out and just looking at Roethlisberger and the way he's been playing with his defense. I thought I mean, I, I kept, I, I had him like six to start the week. And so it just like when I'm looking at the guys, I'm like, he, he just makes more sense than some of these other guys there. And I like luck. It wasn't like I didn't like luck. Dave didn't like luck. Uh, yeah. Like Jamie, luck. you know who you should have moved up? Yeah, luck. Joe Flacco. <laughs> True. Hey, listen, we <laughs> or, got, or, we or got Derek a game. Carr or, or, uh, Mariota or, you know, it, pick your quarterback. We got <laughs> half a game left. So there, there's plenty of time for, uh, Roethlisberger to get hot, but. Um, well, I can't imagine he's going to outscore Andrew Luck at this point. So, you know, you know uh, Jamie, I like wait, his number what, one next week. What was the dumbest comment? You want to vote? Was it the <laughs> me? Yeah, was it the Drake Dolphins stack or was it the contrarian stack? Let's use the word contrarian. Contrarian stack, yeah. Uh, I I think the dumbest comment is probably yours. Mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I mean, whenever you're talking DFS, you got to take shots. So Heath was taking a shot. Okay, it's fair. Like it's you fair. took a shot at him. Well, the gloves came off, remember? I, now I gotta put them right back on. Right, why did the gloves <laughs> come off again? He had, so he started the show insulting me and then I, then I was like, that's it, the gloves are coming off. I don't remember what he said. I, I called him a little boy. Oh, that's Which right. not take the gloves off, it's just a, a fact. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, of my haircut. It was a pretty short haircut. I got, I'll give him that. Alright, uh, Jamie, what were you gonna say about number one next week? Roethlisberger. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. we're, we're about to go, we're about to get through the first half as we're recording the show. Um, and he's not performing like the number one quarterback of the week or, and, and even though he's like luck, uh, ahead of him, rightfully so apparently, um, it's not like, uh, Roethlisberger doesn't have a chance to still finish as a top 10 guy, but, um, he gets the Falcons next week. Yeah, so they can't play defense. At home. Uh, um, there, there, you know what's funny is there are so many free spaces right now. With the defenses that we're seeing, Tampa Bay's defense stinks. The Falcons' defense stinks. There's going to be a lot of defenses that we see across the the, the league that you can just say, okay, let's go, start them. I'm pretty sure we mentioned this guy, right? And beat the waiver wire, or is he too owned? 
Uh, no, I, I really hope we mentioned Blake Bortles, 48% owned at Kansas City next week and coming off a really nice performance. I, I don't, Jets. we may have, but there, there's narrative with him. Fournette or non-Fournette? Well, until, except for week three. But yes, it's true. And Fournette got hurt. Fournette, Fournette left with an injury. So let's get to the winners and losers. We actually have two of each from Dave as well. So we'll read Dave's winners. Nope, you're not allowed to read it. He's not here. Yeah, we're reading him. Jamie's, nope, Jamie, who are your winners? Uh, I don't remember who I told you, so you can read Dave's. Carryon Johnson <laughs> and Sony Michelle are your winners, Jamie. Yeah, Sony Michelle was awesome. And, you know, you look at now with the Rex Burkhead injury and the fact that everything's all right in the world again in Patriots land, that they dominate the Dolphins and reestablish themselves as the best team in the AFC East and probably the AFC. Um, he's, he's their first legit, I think, featured guy. You know, they've had some guys that have performed well, but young running back that they can hand the ball to, he looked the part today. Sony Michelle got 25 carries for 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I tried to ask you guys, what did I say? Is he a top 15 running back rest of season? And nobody I said? I think he's a top, top 20, right? You said top 20 or top 24, yeah. Well, is he top, top 15 now? Um, I don't think so yet, but he's, look, if you have Sony Michelle, you're excited. There, there's no way about it. It's hard, it's hard to say he's going to be, um, consistently top 15, but, this this was a great start, and as the offense gets better with the weapons getting healthier and and, and off suspension, this offense is is still has a chance to be explosive. And, and really, I mean, he he was awesome today. How good was James White? Better, yeah, amazing. I just wonder though if White takes a little bit of a uh a downturn with Edelman coming back. Yeah, of course, got to worry about that. James White had uh eight catches and eight carries, forty four yards on the ground, sixty eight uh, in the passing game. One touchdown of each variety, and he was great. Um, I've checked. I've, I have checked Fanduel. I started Geo and James White, and Sterling Shepard, and Rob. I hope you scored like 250 points because that's what it takes to win <laughs> this yeah. week on Fanduel. Yeah, yeah. The 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 millionaire had to have uh, a lot of bears. Oh, it's <laughs> 778th place. Oh man, not very good out of 1,200. I did not win, everybody. I did not. Win. <laughs> Who was your quarterback? Philip Rivers. Rivers, White, Geo, Sterling Shepard, oh, Michael Thomas, and Rob Gronkowski, they buried. You needed Trubisky or Luck to have a shot today. Apparently. Um, alright, uh, carry on Johnson, also winner, nine carries, 55 yards and a touchdown. Only nine carries, but I think so, Blunt had seven. Okay, I'm gonna make you hit the bleep button here. No, 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 I don't have, it's already 9 30, I don't have time for this. Alright, I'll just say, so bleeping annoying, <laughs> because his first drive, the Lions' first drive, he rips off a 32 yard run, it looks like he's going for 100 yards in the first quarter, and they go away from him like idiots. Total, total idiots. They are if idiots. He has, if he hasn't shown you enough in the last two weeks that he needs the ball more, I don't know what he has to do. Yeah. It's so far and away. He'll get that it, he right? Is. He'll, get, he'll get the carry? You think he'll get the work? He has to. Right. There, I mean, you can't be this dumb. Agreed. Um. All right, Heath, your winners. Uh, Jamie took the running backs. I will take the wide receivers. Corey Davis and Kiki QT. I thought you'd go Taylor Gabriel. That was your guy. Uh, I, it was an awesome game for Taylor Gabriel. He was my guy, and I, I hope you beat the waiver wire with him. I hope you played him on FanDuel for sure. I started uh, he him was in our awesome. 16-team league. Yep. Um, I, I think Davis, like his targets had been there early in the year. His pedigree is there. Marcus Mariota pushed the ball downfield a little bit more in this game. It looks like to be a, a good connection between those two. I think Davis is going to be a top 20 wide receiver the rest of the season. Would you rather have Corey Davis or Devin Funches? Davis. Now, does Davis get your Davis White next week? 
and then all of a sudden we're back to he's not that good. He, he may. Oh, he's going to. I mean, where, where are they going to put him on, on Taiwan or? <laughs> well, that's the problem. Is I, I think the talent is there to be a top twenty guy, but we it's been up and down with him. Well, don't drop him if he's bad next week. Is what I'll say. Agree. This is such a great game. Oh my gosh, what an exciting finish in that game, the Bengals game. I mean, at least we're getting, we're just getting amazing finishes. If anybody, if, if people aren't watching because the play's not good enough, it's sloppy, like you cannot use that excuse anymore. Uh, and Kiki QT, yeah, he, so Will Fuller got hurt. Bill O'Brien did say after the game that Fuller probably could have gone back in, but I don't get that. Like, well, they, they needed overtime to win. Why didn't he go back in? And, uh, QT They had, didn't need overtime to win. They needed an idiot coach on the other side to win. I, I can't eat, I mean, I literally can't even with Frank Reich. 109 yards on 11 catches and 15 targets for a guy who's 1% owned, Kiki QT. Yeah. I'm just concerned of his, his target share with, with everybody healthy. Yes, for sure. But I, I do think, like we saw when Fuller was hurt before, Bruce Ellington got a lot of targets in this offense. He's a lot better than Bruce Ellington is. And there's really very little guarantee that Will Fuller is going to go more than two or three games at a time without having an instance like this. That's what happened through most of his career so far. Uh, Fuller, by the way, has scored a touchdown in all seven games in which he and he has started with Deshaun Watson, which Deshaun Watson has started. Amazing. Dave's winners are Andrew Luck. Ah, no, no, no. Stop, stop. Yeah, fine, my winners, courtesy of Dave, are Andrew Luck and Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, Luck... Started in 50% of leagues. Alshon started in 6% of leagues. Let's talk about luck first. 62 pass attempts. 464 oh, earmuffs, earmuffs, yards. Earmuffs. Why? Earmuffs. Why? Earmuffs. What are you talking about? Antonio Brown scored a touchdown. I'm watching the game. I got it online. You're not allowed to watch the game. I got it on, the, I got it on my laptop. I'm behind, though. <laughs> so, wait. Uh, all right, I'll come back to that in a second. Um, Yeah. Who? Okay. What do we think about this performance from Andrew Luck? Was this a one-off or the start of a big year? I think it's the start of a big year. Yep. This was a bit of an FU game from Andrew Luck. Absolutely. Yeah, it was terrific. And and with T.Y. Hilton out for a chunk of it, I didn't see the snap count, but Hilton's going to miss next week's game almost certainly. It's a Thursday night game at New England. Are you going to start Luck in that game? Uh, I've already done my, like, First run of quarterback rankings because I like to do it on Sunday and I have him in the top 10. Now that's, you know, contingent on what happens the rest of this uh, game. And if Hilton is, is officially out, I'll drop him a little bit, but he's in the top 15 for sure. Okay. And, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, does he look like a must start guy to you? Yes. Yep. He looked really good today. Would you rather have Alshon Jeffrey? Oh, ho, 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 ho. the IDP league, Heath, it is getting tight, huh? Alshon Jeffrey or um, uh, Corey Davis? Alshon. I think Corey Davis will be better rest of the season than Alshon. Okay. So, real? oh wait, that's very interesting. I should spend more time on that. That's interesting. Corey Davis over because, Alshon. Because I don't think, and, and I could be wrong, but I don't think Alshon's going to catch eight out of nine targets very often. And nine is... Relatively close looking at what happened last year and the way they spread the ball around with Zach Ertz there. It's really relatively close to what Alshon's ceiling is. Mm. And we've seen Corey Davis in three or four games, I think over, I think it's three or four with 12 targets or more, right? 10 targets or more for sure. Davis, um, first three games, he had 13 targets, seven targets, and I think only four targets. Okay, he was, then he, he was terrible last week. The, the, 
The problem I see for, for Davis is they still want to be a run team first. And I don't know if the Eagles can run the ball right now. I don't know if the Titans can run the ball. But you make yeah, a good but they point want to. about the targets because Wentz threw 50 times. Only nine of them went to uh, Alshon Jeffrey, but he played very well. Um, all right, uh, losers. Losers in fantasy week three or four, rather. All right, this is a big one. Kenyon Drake. So Heath gives us Kenyon Drake and Jamal Williams. And I think it's easy to see changes being made in the – I hopefully in the uh, Packers backfield, I, I, we probably at this point would like to see more Aaron Jones. But let's start with the Dolphins. Do you think we're going to see more Frank Gore? We saw a lot more Frank Gore in this game when it was out of hand. I don't really think we should see more Frank Gore, and I, I don't. I'm not saying I think Frank Gore is going to be the lead running back in Miami. But you can't trust Kenyon Drake as far as you can throw him right now. As far as you can throw him at him, mm, you couldn't throw Kenyon Drake at all. So you can't <laughs> trust him at all. Now. I, I mentioned going into this game, the Dolphins had run the second fewest plays in the NFL. I'm, they might be last after this game. Like they haven't had a good game script yet. I don't think. I'm, I'm making excuses for him, but it seems like been a little unlucky in the in the circumstances a bit for Jake. Not that he's not a loser, he is. But I'm just yes, trying to no, be optimistic. It's, it's been unlucky. He hasn't performed well. The uh, you know maybe we didn't hit on. And I'll take the blame for this because it was the week that I liked him going against the Raiders. But Josh Sitton being out, um, other offensive line. Was so he was he the right guard? He is their right guard. Because they repeatedly kept trying to run over right guard, just getting blown up in that same spot. I'm trying to use it right guard or left guard? Yeah, I don't know. I'll check right now. Um, and whoever anyway. the right guard is right, right now, is but not we doing we a did poo poo their loss of Josh Sitton for the season. And it might be affecting them. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um, I, I look. He he's got to get. Uh, he's their left guard, so they they lost the left guard. The right guard is Jesse Davis. Um, it, and and it would make sense to go left even without sitting there because Laramie Tunsil's their best offensive player, offensive lineman. Um, it, yeah, you can't you can't play him, and and you're going into week five where he's got to go into Cincinnati back to back road games, and they're getting Vontaze Perfect back. So Kenyon Drake is is kind of hands off at this point. Uh, Drake or Michelle, rest of season. Michelle. Drake or Carry on Johnson, rest of season. Carry on Johnson. Uh, Drake or uh, Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. Marshawn. So that I mean, that's like not even buying low on Kenyon Drake anymore. That's like he's not good. He's not. That I mean, good. get if you get a bargain bargain barrel deal. Bargain barrel. <laughs> I'm not familiar with bargain barrel. Bargain basement. <laughs> bargain bottom, basement bottom of the barrel. I got gotcha. you. Bar- bargain, but you you never been to the store and gone to the bargain barrel. Bargain item? barrel. Oh yeah, like Best Buy. At least have the DVDs in the barrel. Listen, uh, while you two jokers are at home all day, I've been working for 20 hours straight. Hey, we work. <laughs> it's Sunday. We work. Uh, I worked on a couple of sandwiches today. Jamie's I'm losers. Sure another running back, Jordan Howard. And uh, I'm wondering if this was a typo. You put Tyler Lockett. Did you mean to call him a well, loser? I mean, he, he loses with Doug Baldwin back. He did lead the team in receiving. Uh, five for 56? Yeah, 53. Yeah, he's a, he was a loser before this game. Um, Adam, are we dropping Russell Wilson this week? Yeah, I was in my buy or sell segment. Uh, it, buy or sell, Russell Wilson is droppable. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we usually say buy, not yes, but <laughs> sure. Uh, let's talk about Jordan Howard. How Are you more concerned about Kenyon Drake or Jordan Howard? How in the hell did they score all these points? Jordan Howard did nothing. It's unbelievable. I'm more concerned about Kenyon Drake. Nothing. 
Jamie, he's your loser. So talk talk about Jordan Howard, how you value yeah, him. Yeah, I, I would I would rather have him than than Kenyon Drake, but that doesn't mean I'd rather have him. I mean, this is uh, it's, it's funny because in in one dynasty league, I'm uh in trouble at receiver, not necessarily because I don't have a couple of good ones, but I start five, and I have Gurley and uh James White and uh the entire Broncos backfield. So I was like, can I trade Jordan Howard for a receiver? And I started looking at him like, nobody's going to give me what I need for him because he's just not playing that well. And now it's even worse. So I, 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 I'm just shocked that they can't run the ball. They ran the ball well in week one against Green Bay, but that's, I think, more a product of who Green Bay is as a defense. Since then, it's been very downhill for Howard. If he's not scoring touchdowns, I think it's going to be a rough year. And I'm wondering, would you rather have James White or Jordan Howard? PPR, that's easy. James White. I agree in PPR. Non PPR, I think I'd still go with Howard. Alright, Dave's losers are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, I, your losers. My losers, via Dave. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um I'm not sure where where he was going with this one. Do you see good things ahead, bad things ahead for the Buccaneers? I'm not worried about them at all. This was this was a buzzsaw. Everything set up for failure for Tampa Bay this week. And everything set up for failure for the future or for success for the future for Jameis Winston. Yeah, I mean the run game is interesting. I did I did tweet, you know, it's a good time to pick up Ronald Jones before the game started and saw he was active and he yep. I think he had more carries. He didn't do much with it. I don't know that he's going to be good, but Ronald Jones is widely available. I'm sure he'll be in the waiver wire column. And then there, the other- there was there was some talk that um and uh we had this conversation on FFT with Pete Prisco drink um that uh <laughs> he they were kind of waiting to get him going with Jameis. Oh, you know, uh, and, Ronald Jones. And give him, you know, the extra work and practice and get him a little bit more up to speed. Cause that was the talk in, in the training camp in preseason that he wasn't ready yet. And yeah. So I thought it was a good sign that they made him active today. Agreed. Yeah. They, they were clearly ready to get rid of Brian Fitzpatrick, who was just not playing well. And, uh, Jameis, no official announcement, but I'm sure we expect him to be the starter. In oh, there, the official announcement was when they gave Fitzpatrick the hook. Yeah. Um, I got a, uh, I got a SeatGeek story for you. I got a big game coming up this weekend. In Miami, college football. We're excited about it. I'm going. Miami, Florida State. And my friends need some tickets. So I told them, use SeatGeek. And make sure you use the promo code FFT. You will save 20 bucks. And then they did a quick little comparison of SeatGeek and a couple other places. And guess what? SeatGeek had the cheapest seats. SeatGeek searches multiple sites and brings in tickets and grades every seat based on value. You can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And every purchase is fully guaranteed. SeatGeek is legit. It's it is the best. I use it all the time, and I recommend it all the time. I recommend it to the listeners, obviously. But when I'm off the air and people need to buy or sell tickets, I tell them about SeatGeek. I've got it on my phone, and it is the easiest way I have found to shop for tickets. So I I use it, and I really want you to do it as well. It's terrific, and you can save twenty bucks with the promo code FFT. Download the SeatGeek app. The promo code is FFT for twenty bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, the big news. Leonard Fournette left with a hamstring injury. Do we know anything about this? Severity. Doug Marone did not sound optimistic. Okay, and they are at Kansas City next week. And I think Yeldon is in the 60s in his ownership. 67%. So we will make an exception for a couple of guys this week. He will be one of them. So 67% ownership. The other will be uh, Tariq Cohen, who's at 66%. Oh, my gosh, Yeldon. I could see him being a top 10 running back in your rankings next week at Kansas uh, City. 
Potentially. The, the fact that he's healthy is a great sign because he's battled some injuries the last couple weeks, but he looked fresh. 21 touches, 100 yards, two touchdowns in this game against the Jets. He had a garbage-time touchdown at the end. Uh, other news. Pittsburgh has reportedly not gotten any solid offers for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the Seahawks have been rumored, but it was an Earl Thomas rumor. He's out for the year with the broken leg. Um, you think he'll still make that trade? Yeah, I don't think so. Chris Carson did not play. Surprise inactive, I guess we could call it. And Mike Davis. No, he was hurt. Yeah, but there, all the reports seem to indicate that he was going to play. Oh, I'm sorry. I, excuse me. Surprise inactive because of the injury, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Carson did not play. Mike Davis did. And actually, I, I didn't look this up. I want to see how many people started Chris Carson. Might have, cause we, Heath, we started Chris Carson in our, in our team. 56% started Chris Carson. You yeah, he was, a, he was a consensus top 15, top 18 running back. So. You, could, you couldn't get to swap him out? I gotta be honest with you, I didn't know he was inactive until I saw Mike Davis get a carry. I looked and we did not have any late game running backs and we had a wide receiver in our flex so there was nothing to do. Yeah, and we won. Um, Keenan Allen. So do we have an update on Keenan Allen? He may have hurt his arm at the end of the game. Yeah, I believe he finished the game so I don't think that he's injured. He came back in, yeah. How about Rob Gronkowski and his ankle? You wonder if that was score related. He did leave in the third quarter though. Right. So they have, a, they have a Thursday game, so who knows? Didn't help Brady, uh, for Gronk to be out. The Colts went for it on fourth down from their own 43 with 24 seconds left in overtime, and then Frank Reich said, we don't play to tie. And I, there seems to be this thought that a tie is as bad as a loss, and just like, just, it, it isn't. Just want everybody to know, it's not. That's why there's <laughs> a difference between ties I and losses. I think it depends. Uh, on what? I, I do think it depends, because if, if you're three and oh, then a tie is not as bad of a loss. If you're two and one, it's probably not as bad. Where they were at with Jacksonville in that division, it, it might be close to as bad. That's, I mean, it's just not though. It, it's not a loss. Like you didn't lose, you know. It doesn't. But you, you have lose. to win a certain number of games to get in the playoffs. But you can you also tie. You cannot win. Not yeah, lose but you don't have games. to win your division to make the playoffs. And there could be tiebreakers against other teams really? where they may have had the opportunity with the tie to get in. And he did it to a divisional opponent. I mean, that was and so he, he, he just he handed them the win. Yeah, uh, Lashawn McCoy may have hurt his hand. Uh, boy, bad year there for McCoy. Uh, you what, know who should hurt their hands? Fantasy owners that put Lashawn McCoy with their hand in, the, in their lineups. Should they drop him? Should they use their hand to drop Lashawn McCoy? I mean, look, you, you see Lashawn McCoy on the waiver wire. Most people are going to pick him up to speculate, but it's this is just a bad setup. It was a bad setup going into the season. It's a bad setup all the way around. O.J. Howard left with a knee injury. Will Fuller left uh, with the hamstring. Tyler Eifert, gruesome ankle injury. Just so unfortunate. Sucks. Starting to play well, too. Marquise Goodwin left with a leg injury. Um... Cleveland kept going for two, so don't own their kicker, I guess. And I wonder what that was. Was that a Hugh Jackson signet to the Raiders thing? I don't know. Maybe. It, uh, maybe. Uh, and Geronimo Allison sustained a concussion. Uh, and they are at Detroit next week. He's been awesome. Yeah, he was. I think I put him in my. I did. I put him in my FanDuel lineup when I saw that Cobb was out and uh, did not pay off. But I will play the injury card on that one for Geronimo Allison. Let's do some buy or sell. Buy or sell, Russell Wilson is droppable. So. Buy. Wait, what? You said yes earlier. Oh, I'm I said sorry. buy. I thought, I, I'm, no, buy. not you, Heath. Yeah, not right. you, Heath. I'm talking to Jamie. I'm selling him. But you're buying that he's droppable. Yes, I'm sorry. I got confused. Buy, buy the droppable. <laughs> okay, Russell Wilson. Um, he did run for 21 yards. That's great. I guess one thing I want to say about Wilson is that he has sort of tricked us in the past and then gone completely bonkers. 
You're not seeing it this year? I mean, he's getting a Rams defense that just got lit up by Kirk Cousins, if you want to buy that, and they're probably chasing points. So we could be back here next week saying, Russell Wilson, he's a good start again. I know, but it doesn't seem like we're really feeling it. Like, that team just has bad mojo. <laughs> and they're coming off a win. I know, but it didn't feel like a you – you've seen white men can't jump. Sometimes when you win, you really lose. Yep. Um, buy and or sell. you're like Rosie Perez. <laughs> buy or sell. Nick Chubb matters. Sell. Sell until Carlos Hyde gets hurt. White men can't jump trivia question. Uh, the, the answer was the all-time leader in rebounds in the NBA. What did Rosie Perez say as the question on Jeopardy? She said, who oh, is, oh, you're thinking? Yeah. Who is, she said, who is Babe Ruth? Who is Babe Ruth? Yeah. <laughs> nice. You ever see, you, you look like you've never seen that movie, Heath. Oh, I've definitely seen that movie multiple times. I don't remember any Rosie Perez quotes. Foods that start with what? the letter Q? No? I'm sorry. No. <laughs> what? Oh, that's, that's bad. She was you great. You don't remember sometimes when you win, you lose? I don't really do a very good job of remembering quotes from any movies. Uh, she was amazing in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. buy or sell. Larry Fitzgerald is droppable. Bye. Sell. So. Alright, go ahead. Make your case. He's not 100% yet. And he still made a d- decent play or two in this game. I don't hate the matchup against San Francisco. No, it's a great matchup. There's somebody else you can drop. All right, well, go go through the young receivers right now. Which one would you rather have Fitzgerald over? Godwin or Fitzgerald, rest of season? I mean, he was better than Godwin today, right? Okay, but right now, who would <laughs> you rather he? have? Um, I'd rather have Fitzgerald on my, on my roster than Godwin right now. Really? Uh, they had, he had one more yard, uh, he had five, six more yards than Godwin. I will just say this. If Chris Godwin is on your waiver wire right now, no one's picking him up after that week before his bye. That's true. No one's picking him up after next week. If so, I, if, it, if it's between Fitzgerald and Godwin right now, you have to pick up Chris Godwin over Larry Fitzgerald. You have to. I would hold Larry Fitzgerald for this week. <laughs> no. Okay. What if he doesn't play? Alright, well we move on. Buy or sell, Aaron Rodgers is not a top five quarterback. Bye. Ooh. I think I'd buy that. I'll say, like, still good. I didn't see, I mean, I only saw what Red Zone showed me, but it looked like he was moving a lot better in this game. And he even ran for 31 yards. So that was encouraging. But it's not necessarily a byproduct of him. It's a byproduct of the rest of the league. Sure. Uh, like but if, if you tell me I, if Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers right now, I'm taking Matt Ryan. But if Matt if Matt Ryan can take advantage of the new league that we live in, Aaron Rodgers should be able to take advantage of it to an even higher degree, right? In theory, but I Rodgers think, has a better defense. That's the part of it. Yep, that yeah, was what I was gonna say. Uh, well, it is better than Matt Ryan's, sure. Um, all right, so Rodgers was 84% started. He only scored 16 fantasy points. I. You know, I think I was encouraged because he was really moving very poorly against the Redskins. It looked like he was more fluid. Uh, so I just want to say that is a little encouraging. Uh, buy or sell, Green Bay's throwback uniforms are atrocious. Why? Yeah, there's bad. Probably the worst ones in the NFL. I think so, yeah. I thought the Lions were cool, though. Yeah, they were cool. Uh, buy or sell, Calvin Ridley is better than Alshon Jeffrey. So. Why? Oh, they disagree. Fight, fight, fight! <laughs> I mean, the targets are probably going to be the same. I don't How many did he have today? 
I'll check. I don't even remember who said what. I, I like Ridley better than Jeffrey. I like Jeffrey better than Ridley. They are right in the same neighborhood. He only had, uh, oh, I don't have targets here. Sorry. He had four catches today, 54 yards, two touchdowns. And he did that on, nobody has this yet, on six targets. Jeffrey had nine. Yeah. I just think this defense is so bad for Atlanta that they're going to be in so many shootouts. He's a very talented player. It's exciting to watch. All right. Uh, we got, uh, I thought you were going to go Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones because that's, that's where a lot of people are going right now. Um, we should probably say something about Odell Beckham and Keenan Allen right now. How concerned are you as Beckham and Keenan Allen owners? Buy as low as you possibly can. Agreed. Well, okay, that's like the most obvious thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not concerned enough to sell them. Do you, uh, if we were drafting again today, are they still top 15 picks? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, because there are... Like, there are a couple of receivers that may have passed them from where they were being taken, but I think there are a couple of running backs that have fallen behind them. Has Devontae Adams passed Beckham and Keenan Allen? No. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. But Michael Thomas has. The numbers will be there. The numbers will be there. And AJ okay. Green has. You know what? I, I can't argue with that. I just, I didn't really love AJ Green. Didn't think he had a ton of upside. And last night, Dave and I were talking about Tyler Boyd on the radio show. And, um, you know, I, I was saying, like, look, we've seen guys have good two-week stretches before. If you're going to buy into Tyler Boyd, you have to buy into Andy Dalton having his best year. Throwing more than ever, throwing for more yards than ever, and not throwing to his tight end. I actually think the Tyler Eifert injury, as is, is, much as it sucks, it's going to really help Tyler Boyd. But, like, Dalton's doing it. Dalton, is, they're throwing more, and Dalton's playing really well. So, Oh, I have a, I have a regulator's question for you. Oh, all right. You want to play the music? I don't have it queued up. Okay. Sorry. So in one of my leagues, it's a 10-team league. It's the oldest league that I play in. And I hope the commissioner is listening because maybe he'll rectify this himself. <laughs> so we run waivers twice a week, Wednesday nights and Saturday nights. And so I usually i am up late, so I see the waiver report run. And I noticed that the commissioner, after the waiver report runs, it's a fab league, did an additional ad drop with the exception of running it through waivers. So he made a pickup using the commissioner privileges. Okay. Now it's a player he would have gotten, and he would have not, not have had to spend anything on it because I made the same move. Um, he picked up Tyler Boyd for a zero dollar bid, but he did it using the commissioner privileges. Should I call him out on it because I know that he did something illegal through the league? Of course. Or just let it go because he probably would have gotten it regardless. No, you can't you call no. him out on it. Oh, absolutely, call him out publicly. That's really shady stuff, man. What are you gonna do? I haven't decided. Okay. I asked, well. I asked a couple other guys in the league who know the situation, and they said just make him spend a dollar. Make him spend a dollar? I think you call him out. I think that's pretty shady, man. Regulators are not having it. I just hate to cause controversy. Are you being serious right now? Or is this like a... Yeah. Oh, I no, just, I'm being serious. Okay. I mean, look, it's a guy I know for a long time. Yeah, so I clearly guess. Adam is not the commissioner. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> But it seemed like he was like – I was thinking, like, is Heath the commissioner or something like that? No, but, no, it's none of you guys. It's my oldest league that I play. All right. Well, we regulated. Hey, listen. I love when I get feedback from our listeners about our sponsors. That is great stuff. It means you're enjoying the show and you're using the sponsors and they're really helping you out. We get great feedback about ZipRecruiter. There are job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through. Those job sites, using those job sites, not smart. 
There are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply to your job. You have to wait for them to come to you. That's not smart. You know what is smart? Using ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It uses its powerful matching technology to scan through thousands of resumes so you don't have to do that. Identifies people with the right skills, the right education, the right experience for your job, and ZipRecruiter invites them to apply to your jobs. You get qualified candidates and you get them fast. And that is why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. You can try it for free, everybody, at our exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We'll get into the games in a moment. Let's take a look at the leaderboard for uh, for Fantasy Week 4, shall we? Let's start with the quarterbacks. Mitchell Trubisky, 1. Goff, 2. Luck, 3. There's Derek Carr, baby. Number 4, finally making it count. Finally cashing in with some touchdowns. Four touchdowns. He went to overtime. Uh, 437 yards for Derek Carr. 39 fantasy points. Six point per passing touchdown leagues. And Kirk Cousins. Is five, and I'll extend it. Let's go to six. Let's go to Deshaun Watson, who had a big game. Uh, Trubisky, Goff, Luck, Carr, Cousins, Watson. Heath, give me your take on the top quarterbacks this week. I think the Carr one is really interesting. Like, Jared Cook definitely looks like he's going to be a thing for the rest of the year. Amari Cooper may just be an every other week kind of guy. But the Browns defense did not look like the same Browns defense from the first three weeks, and I don't know if that's just because of the near cross-country flight, or maybe they just weren't as good as they looked in the first three weeks. But this this was an encouraging sign from Carr. Good call. Uh, yeah, you know, he, had, he had been throwing for 312 yards per game. I think that was six in the NFL going in. And they're going to throw the ball. They've been in some fun games for sure. So Carr, I just want to look up his ownership percentage. He is... I think he's in the fifth. Oh, I think he's about right 50, 50% owned or something. 50%. Yeah. And he lost like 50 yards. Yep. On one of the, like, one of the few moments today where I was watching football and I literally just laughed out loud. My <laughs> wife comes into the room like, what happened? And Martavis Bryant tripped over the goal line and dropped the football. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, alright, uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, the thing, the way we were talking about him last week, as I recall, was, well, he got his points against the Giants. He scored somewhere around 26 fantasy points, but he just hasn't really looked great this year. But he comes out with a pretty big game here, 35 fantasy points, and uh, gets the rushing touchdown. He's had 40 rushing touchdowns in every uh, – uh, 40 rushing yards. It's actually 36 rushing yards or more in every game. Jamie, how are you feeling about Deshaun Watson? Does he still look like an elite guy to you? Elite fantasy guy, yes. Yeah? Yeah, no, I mean, look, yeah. if, if his weapons are right, now you're adding, you know, Kiki to it. Um, that's that's a, a team that the defense has not shown up to the expectations that uh, – Myself, I'm sure a lot of people had for them. The run game has been non-existent. Lamar Miller stinks again. And so uh, he's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting. And he's running the ball. He's uh, connecting with his receivers. Um, so I, as long as he's healthy, he's taking a lot of hits. I mean, was he sacked seven times today? So it's uh, part of it's on him. He's holding the ball a little bit too much. But with Hopkins, hopefully there's no you know recurrence of the injuries. He was you know, banged up coming into the game. If, uh, if Fuller's right. There's uh there's just so much to like and it's a real good matchup going into this week, you know, with uh their game against Dallas. Um well, I mean it's not yeah, such a good matchup. Yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. So but 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 Stafford, you know, got got what? Nineteen pants? 
20, 19 uh, points, 27 points, something like that. Yeah, I think he was QB 12 last time I saw, but he may have been higher than that. Yeah, and Watson's point. better. So I, I, I I'm, I'm not shying away from Watson this week. Stafford had 24 fantasy points. How about that? Uh, 300, Stafford had 307 yards and two touchdowns for 24 fantasy points. The top running backs this week are Kamara, Zeke, Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, and Melvin Gordon. Let's talk about Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen, guys. Um, Heath, are they relevant? Man, I, I don't really think Mike Davis is going to be relevant. I, I don't have a great reason for saying that. I mean, he just had the best game by a Seahawks running back, and I don't know how long. Uh, yeah, oh, well, Carson had similar game last week, right? Was this better? I think it was better because he didn't need 32 carries to do it. Oh, he scored two touchdowns. Of course it was better. Carson scored one last week. It was better, yeah. Um, Cohen's the interesting one to me. Because I would not be all that surprised. We kind of speculated in the offseason that, you know, the way that they want to run this offense, Cohen might be a better fit. And they really bit back against that hard and used Howard a lot in the passing game early in the first couple weeks of the season. But I wouldn't be all that surprised if Cohen becomes more relevant. He's 66% owned, so he'll be right there with TJ Yeldon, available in some leagues and perhaps worth picking up. But going into a bye next week, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. That means you've got a better chance to get them. Uh, let's look at the top wide receivers in Fantasy Week 4. Top wide receivers, Jamie. We got Cooper Cup, Golden Tate, eight catches, 132 yards, and two touchdowns at Dallas. Taylor Gabriel, Corey Davis, and DeAndre Hopkins. Cup, Golden Tate, Taylor Gabriel, Corey Davis, DeAndre Hopkins. Jamie, take it away. I mean, we talked about Davis. You know, hopefully this is a sign of things to come for him and for Mariota. Um, Cup is just part of a uh, trio of receivers that you, you just have to keep starting all three of them with the Rams guys. And uh, obviously, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is a, is a star. He's had some some down moments. You know, going into the week, I think it's interesting, and, and in some cases it continued, but the number two guy has been better than the number one guy. Um, yes. You know, Atlanta. Yes. Atlanta. Uh, Cincinnati. Um, the Chargers. The Steelers. <laughs> oh, that's what you were talking about. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about a specific team. Um, no, the, yeah. the number two receivers have been better than the number one guy. But this shows you that Hopkins can still be a star, even with – I know he got hurt, but still Fuller got you a touchdown, and both guys can deliver big games. And finally, the top tight ends in week four, Jared Cook. Jared Cook, 110 yards, two touchdowns. George Kittle had a huge one. He had like, oh, was it 82 yards or something like that? Big touchdown, and that was a part of a 125-yard, one-touchdown game. C.J. Beathard did pretty well. Trey Burton, two catches, 86 yards and a touchdown. Zach Ertz had 112 yards on 10 catches. Still has not scored. And Eric Ebron and Darren Fells tied at uh, number five. Cook, Kittle, Burton, Ertz, Ebron, and Fells. And then we have Jeff Swaim, Eifert, Cameron Brait, uh, Antonio Gates. Isn't tight end awesome? <laughs> Could you, uh, can you say that again, the list after, uh, Kittle? Burton, er, oh, Burton Ertz? Like Burton Ernie? <laughs> nice. Uh, Burton Ertz, Ebron, Fells. Uh, okay, any big takeaways here? I might be alone, but I'm still worried about Burton. Yeah, I well, love his, the matchup for him this week. His touchdown was so, uh, I, was a joke, you know, completely wide open. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I like the matchup for him. I thought he would have uh, the chance for a good day, um, but you know, when he saw when he got the big touchdown in the first quarter, I'm like, oh wow, it's gonna be a really big day. Right. 
and and they just don't give him enough targets. Yeah. Would you rather have Burton or but Kittle? But I feel the same thing about Kittle, though. I'm still nervous about him right. also. Okay, so. so who would you rather have between those two? Burton. I'd rather have Cook over both of them. Is that a buy-in on Cook or a sell-in on <laughs> Um No, I'm not. I don't think people should be getting away from Kittle or Burton just because tight end's awful. I don't know who. Like, unless we find out O.J. Howard's injury is really significant, and Cameron Brait's the only tight end in Tampa Bay, then then maybe he's the guy you'd be picking up. But I don't think there's somebody you're pick, dropping those guys for to pick up. So here's here's the early list of waivers that I have. Greg Olson, 62% owned. If he's available, try and stash him, because if he comes back and he's right, there's still top 10 potential there. Yep. Hayden Hurst is 11% owned. He wasn't expected to play in tonight's game, but he could be back in week five. Uh, Heath can tell you certainly how much the upside is there for him. And um, the lesser guys... I thought it was interesting the usage for Jeff Swaim today. Yeah, in a nice yeah. game. Two end zone targets for him. And so I wonder if, you know, maybe we, we, we thought like Jarwin, Rico Gathers, Swaim plays a lot. He's mostly a blocker, but they need somebody to step up in that passing game. And then Antonio Gates found the end zone too. So if you're in desperate need of a uh, touchdown or bust type of guy. Oh, who's playing the Niners next week? The Niners are playing the Josh Rosen-led Cardinals. Ricky Seals-Jones, baby. They've given up a touchdown in every game this year to a, t- to a tight end. Remember, I called Gates' touchdown. Yep. Somewhat half-hearted, so, you know, jokingly. Well, I agree with you. I said it on FFT. Oh, nice. Um, and the Giants should have given up another touchdown to a tight end and didn't this week. They should have. Ben Watson has two almost touchdowns this year now. And... Yep. uh I think I think a Saints tight end actually led the team in receiving, right? Yeah, Pop? Josh Hill. Josh Hill, yeah, yeah. So I think so much for Michael Thomas breaking the record. Jimmy Graham is really disappointing. I know he caught a touchdown. Thank goodness he did, but touchdown or bust. I guess so. Three catches, twenty-one yards, and a touchdown. All right, I, then. I, you know what? I I didn't like him coming into the season, and then when he scored that touchdown in the preseason, I'm like, good God, this is going to be a lot of touchdowns for him. Yep. Yep. Now maybe Rogers not being 100% helps, and hopefully there's a lot of touchdowns to come. But that one play, that one stupid play, changed my mind too much. Yeah, I know. But look, look, he, he's he's had a couple. He's had three respectable games, Jimmy Graham, right? Yeah, he's not awful, but I still think it's if he's not scoring, you're not going to be thrilled with the production. No, but he yeah he had 95 yards against Minnesota. Okay, he's had two respectable games so far. Let's go to the games. We're Took way too long, so I'll probably speed it up here. Jacksonville 31, Jets 12, and predictably horrible game for the Jets. Um, Bortles, Bortles with 27 fantasy points at Kansas City next week. Is he just a kind of streamer guy? A kind of streamer I think, guy. Well said. I think as long as Fournette is out, the numbers speak for themselves for him. You know, last week was the first bad game that he had without Fournette on the field. Well... How do you feel if you're a Fournette owner right now? Pissed? Nauseous? <laughs> what do you think about Keelan Cole, Didi Westbrook, Dante Moncrief? Westbrook and Moncrief had huge games. Cole, the most owned by far of the three, had two catches for 15 yards. I think you're chasing the Jaguars receivers every week. I still think Didi is the Marquis Lee. Cole has a lot more upside on a week-to-week basis, but he can also give games like this. And next week, they're all number three caliber receivers because of the matchup. Green Bay 22. But I don't, think, I don't think you could say this is the guy every week. No. Buffalo zero. 
Aaron Jones, I know we talked about Jamal Williams as a loser, but Aaron Jones, is he on the I mean, same level right now as like Carrion Johnson? Yes. I think he's the level below, but he's, he's right there. I mean, he's right behind him. See, the, I would say yes, cause they're both in timeshares. They're both the best, they're both the most talented running back in their, in their respective situations. And I mean, you want to talk about a great matchup at Detroit. Yeah, it is terrific. I would like to get to the point where I'm just starting Aaron Jones every week. I, I, you know, yeah. I don't know if we're there yet, but we might be one game from that. Okay, I feel like we talked about this this game. Um, this, some of the relevant players: Jimmy Graham, Geronimo Allison, etc. Cincinnati 37, Atlanta 36. Bonanza and start of the week. We did it. Yeah, we got a team up. Well, we got Jamie. this week, Adam. Uh, I'll figure it out in one moment. <laughs> Uh, Andy Dalton with 30 fantasy points. I started him in, I think, five leagues. So that last play of the game was just huge. Uh, he also had a touchdown taken away on one of the stupidest hands of the face penalties I've seen. He did. He had two touchdowns called back. One to green, right? It was one to green on the hands of the face. It was, it might have been the best throw of Andy Dalton's career. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. Where are my almost touchdowns? I know I got this here. Geo got like a one yard touchdown run. Oh, oh, he, it was actually a Gio Bernard passing play. So, Gio got the touchdown on the next play, but it got taken away from Andy Dalton. He could have had an even bigger game. How much are we buying the Bengals passing game? It has certainly exceeded expectations so far. Buying. Yeah, near 100%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And do you think that Joe Mixon is screwed because Gio Bernard is going to take a big chunk of work away now? I don't know why things would be any different. I'm the Geo guy. Um, I don't know why things would be any different once they're confident that Joe Mixon is completely healthy. Because Geo hasn't shown us anything the last two weeks that we didn't already know. When you give him 15-plus touches, he's really good. He's a very good running back. They went into this year knowing that he was a very good running back and still wanting to make Joe Mixon the workhorse. I think when Mixon comes back, it's probably a bit of a timeshare the first week back just because they want to make sure he's okay. But once they're sure he's okay, I would assume that Mixon's going to be close to a workhorse. If you were to rate them, I think, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say Geo is a 7 in terms of talent. Mixon's like a 9, just in terms of talent. Mm -hmm. Can they get to that level? That's, I think, what the question you have to ask yourself is. But clearly, when there is one guy, that guy is a 10. And, yeah, right, oh, total must start. And Tevin Coleman, for the first time over the last two seasons without Devontae Freeman, did not get to double digits in non-PPR, seven it's fantasy first, points. It, it extends longer than that. It's the first time ever that he didn't score or get 100 total yards that Devontae Freeman either left the game or did not play. Wow. Uh Ito Smith got a touchdown instead, seven carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown. You got 77 total yards out of Tevin Coleman and four, three or four catches. Um, He's still very good. All right, Julio Jones with 173 yards has not found the end zone yet. He and Beckham have yet to score. Calvin Ridley, if you were a Calvin Ridley owner, you just want to ride this out, or do you want to try to sell him? See, he, I would see what I could get. Yeah, he feels like a good guy to sell for a running back. The the again, anytime you're finding these receivers who are well, Heath, I'll ask you this: Ridley or or Fitzgerald, rest away. Ridley. Okay. Um. I think anytime you, you look at these guys that you picked up off waivers or you drafted late and you can flip them for a guy who was expected to be a starter that may be struggling a little bit right now, 
That's the perfect move to make. Now, don't trade him for Kenyon Drake. <laughs> don't trade him for Derrick Henry. But why not trade but, him for Kenyon Drake? I wouldn't trade him for Derrick Henry, but I—I I mean, I—I I, I think I'd actually—I'd actually take Henry right now over Drake and not PPR. I think I would too. He's getting a lot more touches. Yeah. Fine. So why would why not trade Ridley for him? I mean, the thing is, Ridley might be better than than Henry, but you still might have to make that move. Just thinking about yes. your roster, you know what I mean? Very true. So, you know, okay, so put all these guys that have been sort of inconsistent or uh, just terrible. So Drake, Henry, Alex Collins, you know, maybe you could buy low on Joe Mixon because of the injury. If Kareem Hunt has another bad game, you may not be able to do it one for one. But if you could turn, uh, you know, I'll tell you a great trade to try and do if you can pull it off. Ridley for James White. Yeah. Sell high, buy high. Uh, Dallas 25 and Detroit 24. And we've obviously talked about carry on Johnson. How about, how about Golden Tate? Anything to say there? As much as we're ready to anoint Kenny Galladay as the best receiver in Detroit, Tate's not going away. And I think this was probably more of a situation. Dallas's outside corners have been pretty great so far this year. I think this was more Stafford taking advantage of the opportunity. Galladay, meanwhile, had 74 yards on four catches on four targets, so he had a nice game. Just yeah, he's yeah. great. This wasn't but, a great you know, matchup. I, um, and Marvin Jones is just so touchdown dependent at this point. Yeah, yeah, especially in PPR. Ezekiel Elliott got a ton of work and got a ton of fantasy points. He was great. And Cole Beasley probably not going to get to 90 gadgets. <laughs> four no, catches. But this was encouraging. The, yeah, four for 53. So deep league PPR, you know, uh, he could help you out. Houston 37, Indianapolis. 34. Oh my gosh, Lamar Miller, come on, you stink, dude. What is with this guy? Why can't he like make any big play? That's the thing. He never makes big play. Almost never makes big plays. I think that's the problem with Lamar Miller. We are two weeks away from Deontay Foreman being eligible to come off the pup list. You have an open roster spot, stash him. Right. That guy can make some big plays. Uh and the the guy that the running back that was really good in this game, Hines. If Marlon Mack is out again this week and T.Y. Hilton's not there, he's a start in PPR. Oh, that's a good point. What about the Robert Turbin factor? Oh, no. Well, but PPR, does that take away from from Hines? Well, playing time and touches. Turbin was supposed – like I think Turbin was going to be the third down back the start of the year. Ugh. I said on uh, on, on <laughs> FFT this morning that if the Colts won the game, and I would say I'll throw in the tie – they should have tried to get Le'Veon Bell. Well, that would have been fun. Um, okay, I think that's pretty much it. You can drop Jordan Wilkins. He's not very good. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, that's it for the Texans. Are you too. dropping Marlon Mack at this point? I guess. I don't think it's, it's hard to see it happening. It's hard to see it happening. It's very disappointing. Uh, but I still think he's the most talented guy there. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's not. But I think he's more well, talented I mean, you, than you, Wilkins. Look, he's more Dave, talented Dave, than Turbin. Dave was talking up Turbin the last few days. Smart to try and speculate to see if there's anything there. I saw you picked him up in at least one or two leagues right now. I picked up Turbin. I dropped Wilkins, I'm pretty sure, in our podcast league, 14 teams. Yeah. It, it, if you're in a deeper league, you know, until we see what this all looks like. But their defense is going to put them in some situations. As well as their defense has played, they're still going to be chasing points. And going into Thursday night, Look, Turbin's got fresh legs, so they may try to lean on him as much as they can. Okay, and uh, Ebron with the touchdown catch. That was nice for the 66% of owners that started Eric Ebron. 
New England and Miami. New England with the big win, and they had the ball for 36 minutes, 32 seconds. Um, all right, so yeah, you know what? Let, let's talk about the fact that Tom Brady did have a good game, but is going to be around 15th in fantasy points this week. His next two games are against the Colts and the Chiefs at home. That should be great. But, you know, I said, is, is Aaron Rodgers a top five quarterback? We're not sure that he is. Is Tom Brady a top even eight quarterback at this point? Yes. Yeah, and you're going to be starting in the next two weeks just because of all the buys that we have. And maybe Edelman gets back and Gordon gets more acclimated and everything just looks like old touchdown Tom again. They haven't gotten yeah. anything from Gronk. How often is that going to happen? Assuming he's healthy. I mean, they haven't gotten anything from Gronk except for week one. Gronk, Edelman, or Josh Gordon, and those are going to be their three best guys going forward, you'd think. Uh, do you think Philip Dorsett, who had a nice game here with a touchdown, has a role, or can we leave him on waivers? I would assume when everybody's playing, he's going to be the one that loses. I think the interesting thing is, because we've seen them play Hogan more in the slot, Dorsett's been better than Hogan in terms of targets, receptions, catches, virtually every game. Hogan had the one game with two touchdowns. He had one target in this game. When Edelman comes back, is it Gordon, Dorsett, and Edelman? It might be. I mean, they may view Hogan as how they viewed Amendola, where the secondary slot guy and doesn't do anything until they get to the postseason. I mean, that could be the role that he's playing right now. And Gordon was only started in 18% of leagues. Wise move to wait and see. And he had uh, just two catches. Pretty minor game there. Kenny Stills. Keep him. Drop him. I mean, nobody in the Dolphins did well here. But he had 30. He had three catches for 40 yards. Led the team in receiving, I believe. Um, I think you I two know. guys should make really two bets. One, rest of season. Edelman Fitzgerald. Giving what Fitzgerald started the year with. And two, Jeffrey versus Stills. I don't know if you're going to give him what Stills started with. We already made the Stills-Jeffrey bet at the beginning, way back when, and Adam agreed to give me the four games of Kenny okay. Stills. I so did. For sure. The hell yes. was I thinking? <laughs> you still may win that. I but might. I will say, like, dropping Kenny Stills, I don't, I'm not doing it. He's owned in the same number of leagues as Chris Hogan right now. There's a clear choice in who you drop. Hey, but, yeah. Okay, so I'll ask you the same thing. These young receivers, would you rather have them or Kenny Stills? I'd rather have Ridley than Stills. I'd Callaway have, or Stills? What's that? Callaway or Stills. They're basically the same guy. Stills. Yeah, I'll take Callaway. Uh, I'd rather God, have Stills. Godwin or Stills? I'll take Stills. Why? Like, Chris what's Godwin's got a bye this week and just had like 20 yards receiving. And he still may have more targets on the bye than Kenny Stills. I mean, look, so Tannehill threw for 100 yards in this game. Brock Osweiler threw for 35. Stills had 40 yards out of 135. Nobody else had more than 21. So and that's encouraging. Why? It's encouraging because he ha- he had double anybody else. So if they can just have a 250-yard passing game, Stills could be good. But what if he's still stuck at 40 and Jakeem Grant goes? That that's terrible logic. Well, I don't think it's terrible logic to say that he was he tied for the team lead in targets and he led the team in receptions. They just had a really bad game. It's like well, maybe if they got the other guys involved, they have more more passing yards. Well, I mean, you know, you could look at, uh I don't know, Tom Brady last week, and none of the receivers did well. Tom Brady had a terrible game. You know Tom Brady's right. going to throw for more but yards. That doesn't mean because Philip Dorsett had 40 yards that the rest of the guys can't go off and he still has a better day. 
No, I just think that you can look at a guy who led the team in targets and yards, and he's and they're going to be better than this typically. Has he has he had more than six or seven targets in a game yet? He's had two 100 yard games. No, Stills has had some good moments, but I I think why am I defending starts... Kenny Stills right now? What the hell is happening? <laughs> Adam is the Kenny Stills guy. I, I, I think in ten, in ten team leagues you could drop him, in twelve team leagues I'd hold him. I was wrong. He has had one 100 yard game. I'm sorry. He had uh, 61 yards and a touchdown against Oakland next week, and he has not had more than six targets in the game. Tennessee and Philadelphia. Like he's, he's the Sean Jackson. Yeah, that's, I, that's why I didn't really like him to begin with because I knew it would be like this, up and down, up and down. But if you live week by week with Kenny Stills, you might make the wrong decision because he's a big play guy. He, you know, it's just if he makes the big play, you're gonna have a good week. If he doesn't, yes, you know. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll take a step back. I think you should keep him on your roster in 12 team leagues, in 10 team leagues, you could probably move on from him, but you can't start him with any semblance of confidence right now. All right. Corey Clement was inactive in this game. Tennessee 26, Philadelphia 23. And how do we feel about Carson Wentz right now with 23 fantasy points on 50 pass attempts? Good. The same that I did beginning of the year. Low-end starter, high-end number two. Yep. Jamie, how about you? I feel much better. Uh, you know, he got hit a lot in this game. My God, if you watch that game start to finish, he was beat up. That Titans defense is no joke. Their secondary, however, not the greatest. They did not have any answer for Zach Ertz. I mean, you just looked up, and the guy was four or five plays, no one within 15 yards around him. I don't know what they were thinking. But the fact that he's got Jeffrey back, he got Ertz going, uh, Jordan Matthews found the end zone, so there's going to be another guy that can help them in a couple weeks. Aguilar will get back in, involved, and I don't think they can run the ball very well. I know Ajayi's yards per carry ended up being okay, but it did not look good early in the game. Would you rather have Jay Ajayi or on Johnson rest of the season? I'll take Carry on Johnson just based on the health factor. If Ajayi takes a shot in the back and that's bad, he may not be able to play. That's a fair answer. All right, because we have gone just so long, I'm going to try to speed Adam, it up. Adam, don't worry about time. People like this stuff. Yeah, but that, you know what? I don't like an hour and ten minute podcast. Like that's just not doing our job right. Not doing our job right. Um, Deion Lewis, Derrick Henry, they're both ninety percent, ninety three percent owned. Should they be? Yes. They're facing a team this week that gives up production to running backs at Buffalo. I mean, they're always – like, they could be facing a team every week that's giving up. They, they don't do crap. They suck. <laughs> they but have suck. they? I mean, look at the last few weeks that they've, that they've been dealing with. <sighs> I I, I, you were just I trying to trade Calvin Ridley for Derrick Henry. I, Yeah, I would not because I don't like Derrick Henry. Um, you loved him in the beginning of the season. No, I didn't. I stopped. I I made, <laughs> I made it very clear when I saw their plan in the preseason. I made it very clear. I am off Derrick Henry. I will not wear. I will not uh, carry that weight. I loved him in like March. Derrick Henry scores in week five against Buffalo. Fine. Yes, I guess they have had somewhat of a tough schedule. Miami, Houston, Jackson, and the tackles haven't been healthy, and the quarterback hasn't been healthy. There's a bylaw opportunity here for these guys. All right, great game for Mariota. Good job, 33 fantasy points. That was great. I started Josh Allen over him. Tampa Bay, let's not talk about that. Tampa Bay, 48, Chicago, 10. Eh, we've more or less covered this game. We talked about Howard, Tariq Cohen. Um, Allen Robinson, he did catch a touchdown. That was nice. Or was the other way around, though? What's that? It was Chicago, 48, Tampa Bay, 10. Uh, you're right about that, Heath. I fact-checked <laughs> it. You are correct. <laughs> Chicago, 48, Tampa Bay, 10. The Heath is on. <laughs> um, yeah, so with Gabriel going over 100 yards and Allen Robinson with two catches for 23 yards and a touchdown, it was a strange game for the Bears. Um, Heath, what do you think about that? I'm still buying low on Allen Robinson. 
And I, I think it's encouraging what's going on with Gabriel. So far this season, he's been number two in the passing game. And they don't look like they want to just run the ball. They're going to throw it around a bunch. Yeah, uh, Gabriel in his first three games had five, seven, and ten targets, but he just wasn't doing anything with them. He didn't have more than 34 yards. He caught all seven of his targets for 104 yards and two touchdowns. He's 5% owned. I just wonder what to make of it, you know. Such a bad defense. It's the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are defense. awful. The Bucks are awful. He's <laughs> worth adding in a deeper league. But if Anthony Miller's back, he's not going to have the same level of productivity. And at some point, we're going to see Robinson and Burton start to take some level of control in this offense. They have to. Oakland 45, Cleveland 42. Oakland had the ball for about five more minutes here. Uh, okay. Carlos Hyde. Must start guy. Feel confident? I'm starting him. A hundred percent. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch, must start guy. Do you feel confident? I'm starting yes. him. Amari Cooper. Now it is – I have started him in his two terrible games and sat him in his two great games consistently. <laughs> like most people. Yeah, 51% started, which is almost exactly what it was against Denver when he had 100 yards, his start percentage. Um, start him every week. What do you do with Amari Cooper? Yes. Schedule's going to start to get a lot lighter for them starting in week five. I'll start him. Okay, moving on to Seattle 20 and Arizona 17. We already talked about how it's okay to drop Russell Wilson. Uh, what do you think about Doug Baldwin? You think he's still in line for a big year? What's your definition of big? Like a 16-game pace of 1050 yards, you know, 1,050 yards and seven touchdowns. Take the under. Yeah, I think he's more of a low-end number two than a high-end number two now. Okay. Uh, David Johnson, is he a top five running back? No. No, but this was an encouraging game. It, he, yeah. yeah, there were there were some good things about it. The fact that they ran the ball 22 times is awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know if they can run the ball, and he still only caught three passes. So I, if somebody was really overly encouraged by this, I'd probably sell. I don't it's know why. It's a must-start situation though in, in week five. For, for David Johnson against San Fran. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't notice this about Heath, but he looks like he's posing for a calendar right now. <laughs> I'm posing for you, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it looks, uh, looks wonderful, I guess. But he sits like this every Sunday night. He's a little more relaxed right now. He's like, uh, I wish well, we could. Yeah, it's, it's a little later in the evening. It is very late. New Orleans 33, Giants 18. Oh my gosh, Drew Brees! This was his first outdoor game, wasn't it? Yep. Eight points. He didn't play poorly. He didn't play poorly. But Kamara had three rushing touchdowns. Um, the Gi- the, I will say this about the Giants. They don't give up a lot of big plays. But this was a huge shock. I sat Drew Brees for Kirk Cousins. I sat Cousins for Brees. So, oops. I mean, who wouldn't do that, though? Yeah. Yep. It, it, was, uh, it was a really frustrating game for a Brees owner, but I wouldn't make anything of it. Okay. I think he's, I already did, like I said, my, my quarterback rankings, he's number one next week. Washington at home, yeah. Yeah, primetime game. And, uh, Kamara did get his 19 carries, assuming that's a career high. Three touchdowns for him, and, uh, 181 total yards, I believe. Huge game for him. Uh, and it's the yeah. last time he's by himself. Sterling Shepard came through, Jamie. Free space. I mean, it was as obvious as obvious could get. No Evan Ingram, bad secondary. Eli leaned on him. Ten catches. That was that was the most impressive thing. So until Evan Ingram comes back, he's a must-start guy. Shepard, 10 for 77 and a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Chargers, 29. San Francisco, 27. 
I, you know, I, I really didn't feel too enthused about Austin Eckler, guys. I feel like he's been getting lucky. He's basically a ten touch guy. Caught a touchdown in this game. You know, I, I could see, I could see putting a sell high label on him unless I own Melvin Gordon. I wouldn't even think about it. What do you think about Eckler? I, I don't think anybody's going to give you what you probably hope. Like, I don't know if you can do Eckler for Ridley, for example. Yeah. Maybe just because of what running backs are. Yeah, but, so, but that's interesting because, like, we'd say, you know, we're saying we would trade Ridley for someone like. Oh, I, Ray I think Henry, you can, you, but you not try to do that Eckler. as the Ridley owner if you wanted to. You would trade Ridley for Eckler? No, no, but I mean, look, if you're stuck at running back, at least he's being productive. The one thing that I think you look at as, uh, first off, there is the, the Gordon handcuff. Yeah. Whether you have Gordon or not, if, if Gordon goes down, he could be fantastic. But this is what, uh, drink Pete Prisco said, um, <laughs> what Philip Rivers told him in, in the offseason that he's our, he's our Danny Woodhead now. And that's kind of what Woodhead was, if you recall. Not a lot yeah. of touches, but score touchdowns. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I am terrified of Mike Williams right now. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect from him on a week-to-week basis, just in terms of how much he's going to get the football. Three targets in this game, and he caught one of them. Missed a big play. Rivers had him down the sideline on a big play, and he couldn't get there. Yeah. Wasn't a great game for the wide receivers. Threw a lot to the running backs, threw a touchdown to Gates. And, and such a great uh, matchup too. How did the DST end up doing? Not they good. almost had two touchdowns. I know. I know. Yeah, they almost ran two back. Alright, we're out of here. Finally. We go to we sleep. <laughs> yeah, we're Why? leaving. What? We Why? got no more games left. Are you sure? Have you anything to say for yourself, JB? Yes, gotta go back. Bye, Jamie. Bye, Heath. And goodbye to you listeners. We'll talk to you Tuesday with the waiver wire. <laughs>